Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm no your co-host you know from right now. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show Monk right here each week. We're going to do so while eating a little bit of junk, so I've got my junk food here, which me and Candace are actually sharing today. Last week we told everyone that we were, we had like fancy uh Recipe junk on the way, and we d- we delivered, needless we to say. Um, and are we going to try it during the intro? Yeah, let's try it okay. right now. This is also featuring my vlog and YouTube, so two different YouTube channels. But you can subscribe to my YouTube channel with uh, Noah Hernandez on YouTube. And also Junk Monk Podcast on YouTube. So these are Syrian donuts, and the recipe is from Joanna Gaines' Magnolia Table Cookbook Volume 1. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Scale from 1 to 10? Mm-hmm. 10.8. 10.8. 8 out of 10. is a crazy rating system. It's an 8 out of 10, ladies and gents. Well, I mean, to be fair, they're Syrian donuts, so they're mm-hmm. not real, you know, like, American yeah, donuts. Yeah, yeah, Okay, my turn, my turn. Now, you can dunk or not dunk. I didn't dunk, but it's really sweet if you dunk, so. The question is to dunk or not to dunk. Just a little okay. No, there you go. Just go for okay, it. I'll just... It's not. It's not that sweet. Uh, okay. Here, ready? Three. There's so many cameras on me right now. So, three, two, one. Eight out of ten. Why? This is like a nine point five. Okay. They're just. They're amazing. just not. They're just not normal donuts. Is all yeah. I'm saying. They're. They're, they're like very. Better. They're very dense. The dough has ground up walnuts and pecans. Like ground up really, really yeah, small so you can that, taste yeah. it. Yeah. Has some cinnamon that you can smell. Smells really good. Wow. That tasted amazing. Also, you must know, I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan. Started watching in 2007 and for the most part watched it as it aired. I've seen season one and those we've done on the show and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Okay. Here's, Here's what happened. happened. Okay. Mr. Bunk and the Wrong Man, Season 6, Episode 8. Here's what happened. In the opening scene, set 14 years prior, we see a woman named Sarah McNally witness a suspicious man leaving her neighbor's home. When she goes to check on the couple next door, she finds them brutally murdered in a home invasion. Flashing forward to present day, we see McNally and Monk at the parole hearing of the suspicious man they both helped convict all those years before. As Monk himself is restating that the killer... Max Barton should remain in prison. A member of the Innocence League informs the room that Barton has been exonerated and will be released by the end of the week. As Muck comes to terms with his mistake, he also feels compelled to make things right with Max, even though he wants nothing to do with Adrian. Persistent, Monk brings him chocolate, gets him a job, and even helps him find his wife who left him during his prison stay. However, his biggest favor would be to find the real murderer who let him take the fall. We soon see that Max did indeed commit the murder when he goes to visit a man who deserved half the credit for the crime. His old pal, a security guard, Polly Flores, who promises that he would never rat out Max for their previous schemes, but it's no use and Barton strangles him to death with his belt. 
Monk, on the other hand, is feeling victorious as his mission to reunite Max with his ex-wife was a success. But it's short-lived when Sarah McNally confronts Monk with her amazing recollection of the events 14 years ago in which she is 100% certain that Max is the guy. Monk then pieces together that there is an accomplice. But unfortunately, Barton cannot be tried for the same crime twice. After finding Polly dead and hung with the belt, Monk knows that busting him for this murder would be the only way to get justice. Adrian confronts Max at his own wedding and insists that he knows the belt belonged to him. It had an extra hole that Max had punched himself when leaving the prison after realizing it no longer fit. In front of the entire wedding crowd, they insist Max remove the belt he's currently wearing, undoubtedly revealing the company stamp from Polly Flores' security company. Max Barton is locked up yet again, and Monk is right yet again. Okay, Candace, what did you like about this episode? All right. Randy's glad it wasn't him. Oh, yes. Just had to say it. The captain is preparing for his interview, his little press conference that he's going to give. All right, we're really sorry. We locked him up, yada, yada, yada. Give me another question, Randy. Randy's just sitting there chewing his gum, and he's super happy, and Stoudemire's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, no, I'm I'm just happy. Like, it wasn't me. He's like, what wasn't you? The crime, the mistake. It wasn't me. It was 14 years ago. It was way before I even got on the force. It wasn't me. He's like, you know, a man was innocently convicted and put in jail. He's like, yeah, I know. But it wasn't me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I liked how Monk is actually scared of, like, the crime scene at the beginning. You know, usually he's unfazed by that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, this was, like, like brutal and stuff. Oh, you mean, like, like whenever he's restating his mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. That that was a very vicious crime. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they put it that way instead of showing us yeah. what happened. I think that was a really I think that was a really good way to put it because you could see mm-hmm. how brutal it was for him to, you know, justify saying like this was one of the most brutal crimes that we've ever seen because it is the most brutal crime that we have ever seen on yeah. the show. So it makes sense. Like it tracks well, I think. Yeah. The gift that Monk g- brings him from prison not, I mean, I know that it can't make up for 14 years in prison, being wrongly convicted, but he brought him some caramels and some chocolate pretzels. Yeah, that's weak. What? I th- I thought it was good. What? <laughs> no, I was saying, I know it can't make up for 14 years, but like caramels and pretzels, like he's been eating prison food for 14 years, like chocolates. I just, I like chocolate covered pretzels and caramels. And when he said that and it came in the little pink box, I was like... Ooh, that's nice. And yeah, we like, have two very conflicting ideas here, Candace. <laughs> okay. He I'll, did not look happy when he got that. Well, of course he didn't, but he didn't want... See, and that's the thing, too, is that... We might, you know, talk about it later, but the reason that this guy... Like, this guy is obviously... He's a murderer. Like, he's an actual murderer. Yeah. He's an actually a bad guy. But then the fact that Monk is trying to reach out to him and do all these things for him, he doesn't want... To, to in my you know theory he doesn't want to be near monk because he did commit the crime so why would you want to hang out or keep around this guy who's solving the case uh-huh. that you did you know what i mean so it's like part of it is like maybe he did like caramels and chocolate he just was you know like dude back off i can't be hanging out with you get out of my face so. um from the very beginning i liked the episode like especially with that with that thing that we said uh, that it was like brutal or whatever. Oh, okay. And Monk was, it was like a different like tone. Oh, 
okay. I feel like it was like different and the yeah, it was moody. Mm-hmm. I think it was moody. Yeah. And then it's like him getting out of prison. I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah, I like it for yeah. sure. I like Doctor Kroger's speech when they're in therapy and he's talking about how Monk, you know, Monk is so distraught because he he wrongly accused this guy, and Doctor Kroger's like, no, look, you're experiencing empathy. And it's so true because remember, I'm not sure, I don't think you saw this one, but we talked about it in our Natalie V. Sharona episode where Sharona's scared of elephants. Oh, yeah. And so uh, Monk is trying his hardest to get Sharona back, and he has to actually learn how to be empathetic. So in this one, he feels empathetic. I mean, obviously he screwed up big, but he feels very empathetic, and Dr. Kroger is saying, like, look, this is... This is a good, this is actually a human emotion. Like normally you feel things that people wouldn't normally feel, Mm -hmm. but this is actually a very good, healthy emotion for you because Monk could have just been worried about the fact that he was wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Right? So. But he actually cares about him. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Stottlemyre rehearses his questions with Randy. So last week we were like, oh, who do we ship, um... Do we ship Natalie and Sodomar? I ship Randy and Sodomar. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> when they're rehearsing their questions, or I mean, like their bromance was strong. Their I bromance was, was feeling, strong. I was feeling it. Yeah, they're um, they're bromisexual guys. <laughs> they're they're homosexual guys. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just thought it was like homies. Like. <laughs> he could have practiced with anyone, but he chose Randy. That's funny. I liked it. I like when... More Randy screen time is always good. Yes, that's absolutely, absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Monk wants Natalie to go out with Max. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about you... Why don't you just go out with him on a date? <laughs> like, what? No, why not? Because I don't know him. Okay, well, you could just make out with him. <laughs> Mr. Monk, no. You can't spare five minutes. You're not even doing anything. <laughs> She's like, why don't you make out with him? He's like, no. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, That's so funny. Something else I liked is it wasn't Randy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, it wasn't Randy. It wasn't Randy's smiley face. (laughs) What about Monk's lovely description of the double homicide when they go into the house? Right, because this is mm-hmm. the old, this is the old crime scene. Oh yeah, and so they have to go back and see if there's any type oh, of the evidence. Family's there, and the family's <laughs> like, oh yeah, like you see on TV, and they're like, oh, we don't we don't have a television. It has way too much violence. And Stalmar was like, yep, I I agree. I have two boys of my own. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh my gosh, who was murdered? Were they like drug dealers? And Monk's like, no, they're a really nice couple. They're about your age. It's like, yeah, they were tortured. And he's walking through, like, the threshold, and he's looking, and he's like, yep, mm-hmm. there were bloody footprints over there. There was a whole trail of blood all through here. It was splattered all over. Oh, my gosh, yeah, there was I imagine. A, there was a piece of thumb over there. <laughs> and then the wife, she crawled across the room, and she was killed, yeah, right there, right there in that sandbox. Do you, do oh, you, my gosh. Do you boys play in that sandbox? <laughs> and they're like, uh-huh. And Stalemire's like, you want to help dig a hole? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is too much. That was so messed up. Monk's social unawareness of what he's doing. But then Stalemire comes in on the back end and is like, 
Want to dig a hole? No, Mom <laughs> also says, do you guys play in the sandbox? Have you ever seen uh, any, like, body parts in so, there? <laughs> bone fragments. Bone fragments. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's hilarious. Just, like, I love seeing Monk in those. As awkward as it was, that wasn't one of the awkward ones, even. It was just him being funny, I guess. And they're, like, all, like, horrified of it. <laughs> they look like there's some, like, type of, I mean, I don't, not judgy, but, like, like some nice Mormon family yeah. or something that like doesn't watch television and yeah. they're like <gasps> the little boys are just like what? Yeah. my sandbox exactly yeah I said I put I'd spend fourteen years in jail for some chocolate pretzels <laughs> <laughs> like come on come on mug not a better you put this man in prison for fourteen years wait Here's is that a- on your like section yeah. But I thought, because I thought it'd be funny, mm. you know? Gotcha. But, like, 14 years in... You put this man in jail for 14... You could have got him, like, a car. A car. Even a car would have been, like, really? He's hey, compensating. Hold on. He just... We just saw him buy his first gift for his assistant slash secretary. Yeah, but he didn't make his assistant flowers. Cook. That's not the same thing. Well, I'm just saying that Monk's history of gift giving... Isn't the is, best, I Isn't guess. great. He gets Benji a rock polishing kit. Uh-huh. Like, he's not... He's not good at it. Let's let's be fair. That's true. Okay. I love when Stottlemyre finally puts Randy in his place. Because the whole episode, mm-hmm. Randy's like, wasn't me. That was before I was on the force. Uh-huh. Wasn't me. And Stottlemyre, he... I don't remember what they're... They're in the headquarters, and Randy's sitting at his desk, and he tells... He tells him to file something. He goes, it wasn't even my case. And Sotomayor says, excuse me? Did you just say it wasn't even my case? And Randy said, I said, my cousin has a face. <laughs> and he's like, my cousin has a face. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> it was so good when he says, excuse me? Did you just say this wasn't your case? So good. And, you know, he doesn't, you know, reprimand him, but uh-huh. it, I love how he's, like, finally, Randy, if you say that one more time. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. His monk tattoo, where he's, like, he has monk tattooed on his bicep. So that way, whenever he works out, and on, and on his, like, forearm, he has a knife. So whenever, this makes more sense for the uh, YouTube viewers, but... He has a knife on the forearm, and on his bicep, he has a picture of Monk. So every time he's working out, the knife is going into Monk's head. So, Candace, we should get those tattoos. That's what I think. Well, and then Monk can feel it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, he must be working out. So you can feel it right right between the eyes. Oh, it's so funny. We should get the tattoo, Candace. It's in the works to be in the Monk box, just saying. A but, little guy comes in the box and he gives you an actual tattoo. Not one of those stickers. An actual tattoo. And you have to get it. He he forces you to get it. So good luck for whoever wins it. <laughs> you have to get a tattoo. Exactly. Okay. It hurts really bad, I heard. So. Yeah. I put poor priest. <laughs> this guy, he's like he's tell, doing the ceremony. It's beautiful words. Oh, yeah. And then he gets interrupted and he's like, oh, gosh. And then the next time, he's, like, mumbling through it. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, uh, love and, um, and the lady's like, peace. And he's like, eh, mm-hmm, peace. And then Monk starts banging on the window. And he's like, Sharon. <laughs> and the priest, he's like, oh, help me, Lord. It's the same guy. 
<laughs> oh, it's so funny. I like that. Monk went to Natalie to, uh, to make out with Max. Yeah. I was so shocked when they were getting married for the first time. And so I put, they're getting married. And then the next time I went back to that note and I put X2 because I was, I was shocked that they were getting married with that other dude. And then I was shocked that she's marrying Max mm-hmm. again, which is like, oh my gosh. It was it was funny. It was amazing. And and then I put I put poor priest right, but then I put poor groom, because oh, like yeah. you said, she goes through a third wedding mm-hmm. because once Max is arrested, he runs in. And it's like Sherry, I love you, and she's like, oh, and she, <laughs> he takes her back, and she takes it back. I'm like, this poor guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like to be fair, because you know, we did the whole like, oh my gosh, what a total simp or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but she also was convinced that her husband that she left was innocent so it's like i left an innocent man and you feel very guilty about it and you love him like okay it's like oh wait he was a murderer okay well then i'm back in the same boat and i still love this guy so yeah i can marry him yeah yeah so does double jeopardy really exist oh absolutely yep you cannot be tried for the same crime twice Mm mm-hmm if a judge or if an attorney brings a case against you, like first degree murder for killing this person, and you go through a trial and they say that you are innocent or guilty, even if they find evidence later besides you know innocent like this like it happened to Max, if they find you innocent of the crime, they can't come back later with evidence to try you again. They can if they get like into the case and they. Like, they declare a mistrial, like the trial didn't, like it didn't go through, then you can be tried again, because it's a it's a mistrial, if that makes sense. It's a, it's a little more complicated than that, but like the judge can say, you don't have enough evidence at this time to bring a case against this person, I declare like a mistrial, or there's tons of things that can, that can cause a mistrial, but... That person wasn't technically tried for that case, uh-huh. so the police can com- continue con- investigating and keep going after this person. But if you are actually convicted, like O.J. Simpson could never be tried again for the murder of his ex-wife because he was acquitted. He was found not guilty of that crime. What? Yeah, even if some, even if he confessed to it, he wouldn't could- have to go to prison. No. Imagine someone like wins the case and they're like. Guess what? I was totally guilty. It just walks out. You can do that? I think so. I'm pretty sure. That's heartbreaking. Because, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's it. Okay. My last thing was Randy screws up in the end. He misfiles something. You know, Stottlemyre says, so-and-so said they didn't get the paperwork that was supposed to be filed. Oh, yeah. And Randy's like, hmm. And Stottlemyre says, "Uh, who screwed this up? And Randy's like, it was me. And then Randy leaves and Sotomayor says, God is, he says, God is in his heaven and all is right in the world. <laughs> Did not so that. good. The iconic, Sherry! 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 <laughs> I love that. It's so good. And then she, he's, he goes through the entire spiel. Look into your heart to take <laughs> this innocent man back. And he just loves you so much. You owe it to yourself. You know you still love him. And then she's like, oh, Max. Oh, my gosh. Max? Get wrecked, dude. Like, honestly, I knew it was him from the beginning. He just looks. 
I don't. I don't know. I don't want to be judgy, but like, <laughs> judgy. But he was well cast. He was well cast. Yeah, that's true. He was well cast. He was very well cast. I enjoyed that. Sherry and Justin are back together. Mm, 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 mm. I'm happy for them. Let me just say that. That's it. That's all I had. Candace, what did you dislike about this episode? No way. He's like. Sherry, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's the same guy. This man is a bad, bad man. Look into your heart. <laughs> you know deep down, he's a murderer. He's a bad man. So messed up. He gives the exact same speech, just the opposite way. It's the opposite. It's so funny. Uh, what did you dislike about this episode, Candace? I didn't. As much as it's nice that Monk is a good guy, he keeps going after this guy. Max, mm-hmm. like, leave it alone, dude. Leave it alone. After he dismisses you twice, then that's all you can do. That's all you can do. If somebody doesn't want, if somebody oh, wasn't he's trying to help him, yeah. Lot. If somebody doesn't want anything to do with you, then you know maybe put it that way and say, okay, I understand you don't want anything to do with me. I just really want you to know how sorry I am, and the last thing that I'll say to you is that I'm sorry. And I will leave you alone as my final, you know, gift to you. And if you ever need anything, you know where to find me. Obviously, it's funny. It's whatever. But just to see Monk, especially once you figure out that he was totally guilty. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, gosh, Monk. Now you're just, this guy is guilty. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, But Max is a little rude about it. He says, because Monk gives him, like, the chocolate pretzels. And he's like, what did you want? He's like, I want you to curl up and die monk and i was like mm, i went curl up and die question mark question mark question mark and i said great name for a salon though curl up and die <laughs> what no <laughs> what? oh my gosh that is so is it not good. that has to be a oh, so a look salon? it up okay you uh, you look i will talk okay I put creepy tattoo. The tattoo was so creepy. I put yikes right when I saw it. It's just, and then he has like the district attorney also tattooed on him. It was just creepy. Oh no, I don't know. they also have my idea. There's like three different curl up and dies in Texas. <laughs> in this one state. Curl up and die. Wait, how many are there? There's four of them except one of them closed down. <laughs> So not the best name. Yeah, not the best name. That's so clever, though. It's super clever. It's clever that you thought of it. Curl up and die. Can you imagine answering the phone there? Hello? Curl up and die, please. What? I mean... (laughs) What? Curl up and die. This is Noah. Welcome welcome to curl up. I'm sorry. I I just hate you a lot. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay. Okay, what are we talking about? I, I was talking about the creepy tattoo, but I'm done. Oh, okay. The gory beginning, as much as I liked that, it was very gory. Because they showed a picture, did they not? I don't a know. A picture? Or they or like, showed it. They showed it. Yeah, they showed the they showed the couple tied up. And dead. And dead, yeah. Mm-hmm. I put, okay, As again, as much as I liked it, as funny as it genuinely was, I put shut up already, Randy. Come on. Yeah. This okay. Most of Randy's shticks are hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. I think they are very funny. This was the first time that I got annoyed with it. Yeah, I got annoyed quickly because he was. It wasn't. 
it wasn't cute Randy. It was kind of rude Randy. Uh-huh. You know, those times, you know, before where I was like, oh, it's so out of character. It's so out of character that he's mean. I'm like, this is one time where he's mean and his shtick, it's not just a one-off phrase. Yeah. He keeps doing it. It's like he's proud of himself. He's like putting down somebody else uh-huh. by doing it. I don't know. Like, oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's like, why don't you make a t-shirt that says it wasn't me? Mm-hmm. And then he kind of thinks about it. <laughs> Do you have any more dislikes, or are you done? Um, one last one. Okay. I put poor Max. For what? Because I didn't know. Oh. I felt bad for him. At the beginning. Yeah. From the start. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Nice. When did you figure out that he... Um... When they showed you? Or you suspected him before they showed you that he killed... I felt bad for him, like, as soon as he got out. But then, like, a few... Just the way that he was, like, like the when he was getting out is when I typed that. Like, literally him going through the, like, mm-hmm. process of, like, getting his belt back and whatever. And I was like, oh, poor Max. But then after that, I was like, wait a minute. And he was, like, super mean to Monk for no reason. Because mm-hmm. he was nice to the guy who was giving him his belt. Oh, yeah. They were, like, right. laughing or whatever. Yeah, you're right. And then the, he got to Monk and he was, like, super mad at him. I was like, okay, never mind. Hmm. Which I surprised I didn't delete poor Max, but... But it's good. I like the perspective mm-hmm. as you're going through it. I like yeah. that. I put, Max is so blatantly screwing up his life again. What is wrong with this guy? Why? Natalie, out of the kindness of her heart, who had nothing to do with the case, mm-hmm. she didn't do nothing. She got you a job at Davenport Toothpaste on the loading dock. And you're just going to sit there and completely blow it all away? Yeah. Like, what the heck is up with that? You got away with a murder that you committed. Mm-hmm. This is not like, oh, I'm depressed because I've been in jail for 14 years. He's just being rude. Yeah. And then lastly, I just put Max is just in general, just ick vibes. Mm-hmm. When Natalie caught his shirt when he's working out. Yeah. And he throws oh, it to yeah, Monk and Monk's like, feel it. and then yeah. of course Monk would do that. But then Natalie gets it and she's like. And she does it too, and you're like, exactly. Yeah. Ew. Ick. Ick. And then I put uh, Monk is all over him. He's such a simp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I had. That's all I have. (gasps) He's He's the the guy. guy. Okay, I have no one for he's the guy except who he kind of looks like. Who Max looks like. Okay. Um, Max looks like Creed Bratton from The Office, which I said during the show, and you're like, yeah, he does. Looks like Creed. I think so. So four people from the office. <laughs> Creed, we're waiting for Creed Braden to get on the show. He better by season eight. He looks like the guy, and he's creepy. And we have three office people. Yeah. Trying to get that. Yeah. Quattro. Yeah. Okay. So I actually I have no. He's the guy either. <gasps> yeah. So what I did was I was watching. Okay. So I love game shows. Uh-huh. Okay. So I thought that I would take a little second to just recommend you know on our he's the guy we talk about like oh shows that we watch mm-hmm. or whatever i would recommend watching that abc has a great lineup of like summer game shows that they do oh, and yeah. i watch them on hulu and so you know you can watch like game shows that the like the older ones mm-hmm. but so they have who wants to be a millionaire they have a hundred thousand dollar pyramid that's hosted by michael strahan millionaires hosted by jimmy kimmel Family Feud, Steve Harvey, and then to tell the truth is Anthony Anderson. 
right? Mm-hmm. So they have a really fun lineup. It's really fun. I highly recommend it. Whenever you come over, we watch those, yes. and it's always really fun. But I was watching some because I was doing some housework, and I like to just put them on in the background. And I was watching Family Feud, and I saw the you know two families going against each other, and one of them was Kevin Nealon, who Kevin Nealon is the guy from Mr. Mung Goes to the Asylum. And, you know, he's the guy who mirrors everyone's personality, and he takes him around, and he's showing him around and everything, oh. right? So that's Kevin Nealon. And then he was going against Drew Carey and his family, which is who we talked about, like, a week or two ago, about the Drew Carey show, how Diedrich Bader, who was the naked man, I was like, oh, Diedrich Bader, he's on Drew Carey. And then, like, the next day after we recorded that, you I saw Drew Carey on Family Feud playing Kevin Nealon from Monk, and I was like... Oh my gosh, this is too much. So I started writing it down. And then I watched a few episodes of Family Feud. And then I put on To Tell the Truth, which is my favorite of all of these. Isn't that show fun? Yeah, I love it. If you haven't watched To Tell the Truth, and it's like... Because those other ones are pretty popular. But To Tell the Truth is really good. And they basically... There's a bunch of celebrities which don't really care. They don't really win anything. But the fun part is trying to guess which, which of these like normal people is telling the truth. So they'll have some crazy thing like, I was, you know, I played the hand on the Adams family. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the heck? And so all of them, they ask questions and go through and you have to choose which one you think is telling the truth. So I was watching and Gary Cole was on that, who is Mr. Monk and the Playboy. Oh my god. He's the Playboy, right? So Gary Cole. And then, remember, whenever we were watching an episode, we saw Jason Alexander on there. Oh, yeah, we did see him. Yeah. And so I was like, we've seen somebody from Monk on here before. Who was it? I was like, oh, yeah, Jason Alexander. So I wrote I wrote that down. So, yeah, I highly recommend those TV shows. They're really fun. And, uh, yeah, if you see anyone from Monk on there, let us know. And Because I'll watch the episode. If I have seen it or haven't seen it, I'll, I will mention it. So, yeah. Also, you remember last week how he talked about how he says Dr. Levine uh, and Ted Levine is on the show? Uh-huh. I was like, that's so weird. Why do they do that? Also, this guy's name is Max Barton, and we already have a bad guy named Max Hudson. Why do they make the same characters? You know what I mean? I don't. It just seems weird. Like, if I was a writer and I was writing a series, I would never have... Maybe you would repeat the same name, but, like, my villains... Like, my villain's having the same name? That's just kind of strange. So I don't know what happens. They, like, forget about that or what? I don't know. That's just something I jotted down, so. Yeah, makes sense. But I'm done with He's the Guy. Okay. Junk time. Welcome back to Junk Time, my favorite time and yours on the show, where me and Candace dig in and Candace asks me questions. So, like, like, personal questions. Not personal questions, but, like... I guess personal. I, we need like a scripted part for this, or I need a scripted part for this. I always change it, and it needs to not do that. I think everyone enjoys hearing you trying to figure it out. I don't know. I feel like everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this, this kid, this little ten-year-old kid." Guys, I'm thirteen, huh? So shush, shush it up, both of you, all three of you, because we're actually on the podcast too. I'm, I'm looking at the two cameras and the. In the podcast, Mike. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking at all of you. Candace is just trying to get situated right now. <laughs> just, just a warning for these donuts. When you make the syrup... It's so sticky. It's very sticky, and it goes everywhere because it's very runny. It's, yeah. So It's like water, but... Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Water to the sequel. Okay. I only have one question for today. Tattoos. What do we think? Hmm. Not bad. Not great. I'd give them a five. I don't get <laughs> I don't get them that much, like like, oh I want to get this tattoo. But I mean I don't really care about what people do. I mean if you want to get a tattoo of like I don't know someone's name, then go ahead, but like I don't know, just make sure you're not gonna regret it because I know a lot of people who are just like, I wish I never got this. Yeah. What about you personally getting a tattoo? Uh I don't think I would. <laughs> I'm gonna. No, not even like, like when you're so old good. enough. You don't imagine. No, yeah. It, I mean, I honestly know a lot of people who, that who, when they're your age, are like, "Oh yeah, I love tattoos." And I, then, I don't know what I'd get, or I know what I want to get, or you know, my friends were like that growing up. Isn't it crazy that people can get a tat- like someone my age get a tattoo with their parents' permission? Really. Yeah. I thought you had to be 16. I don't know, because some girl in my group was talking about how she can get a tattoo, and I was like, mm. I think you had to be like, 16. It's going to be a butterfly, and I'm like, shut up. Maybe 15 or 16, but. Let me look it up. But at the same time, why? Even if you're, like, older, especially if you're my age. See, that's the thing. Even if I really wanted a tattoo, you know, somebody died that was important to me, and I'm like, you know what? I really actually do want to get a tattoo to permanently symbolize their importance in my life. I would still have to convince myself to sit and be tapped with needles for however long that takes. And yeah. So I don't, okay, I don't know really about that. Asking, they're not really answering my question. It says, I think it's different in different states. But. I asked if you could tattoo. If, how old do you have to be? It says tattooing of a minor. It is unlawful for anyone under the age of 18 to receive a tattoo without parental consent. Does that mean like a baby could get a tattoo? I think it's 16. At least here it is. It's either 15 or 16, but I believe it's 16. Okay, Studio 54 Tattoo says, our policy for minors. If you are under 18, your parent or legal guardian must accompany you for the entirety of the procedure. So it doesn't even say a limit. No one under the age of 16 may get tattooed. There you go. Thank you. In Canada, you have to be 18, though. I, I, I have a specific person in mind, but when Toby. you, when you, see, no, 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 what? no, when you see like a, cele- a celebrity, Jimmy Fallon, what do you get? I don't know who you're guessing. Stop guessing. I'm saying like, if you're a favorite celebrity, you think about them and then they start getting tattoos, like where you can see them and then they keep getting more tattoos and more tattoos. Like, do you think, oh, that's cool. Or you're like, Uh-oh. what are you doing? <laughs> You're turning into prison Mike. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I just, I don't get why anyone would want a tattoo. Like, like I get people want tattoos, but like, you're old enough to be like, I don't need this. I don't need My dad has a tattoo of my name on his arm and he spelled it wrong. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I know lots of people with tattoos. So, and I, I was, I will say I definitely was more judgy about it when I was younger because I, you know, I didn't, I just didn't get it. But I, I mean, I understand that was what people want to do. I, to me, it's just like, there's so many things on my body that are permanent. I don't need to put something on me that is permanent that yeah. it's like, it's my fault. Like I can't change the fact that my eyes are brown, but if I like went and permanently changed them to blue and then was like. Oh, actually, look weird like this. I, what am I yeah. gonna change it back to? You know what I mean? Like, there's just like, yeah, you can get your tattoo removed, but it's like, you, it hurts way it, more it, to get your tattoo. Yeah, 
Wait, what would, if you had to get a tattoo, what would it be? Uh, probably just like an important date, like my anniversary or something. That's cool. I, I wouldn't, I would go on the, I'll go on the record and say I would never get somebody's face tattooed on me. I don't mind. I would not get a face tattooed on me. Now, okay, now maybe like a character, yeah. but even then, no, I, but I wouldn't get a real life person's face like, this is my girlfriend, you know how they do like, and she's like in a silhouette or something, you're like, what is that? I wouldn't get like my mom's face, like, I love my mom, there she is, right here, and there's my dad, and there's my sister. <laughs> I Oh, you know what? I had a person in my life at one point who they were going to get a tattoo, and I think it was because they were old enough. Like, mm-hmm. they had just turned 18. So they're excited, they're, yeah. They're like, oh, I'm, go- I'm going for it. They were going to get, I don't even know what they were going to go get, honestly. But they ended up getting, like, a tattoo of, like, they were going to put something, and they, like, like, chickened out or something, and they, like, only got a dot put on. Because that like hurt or something, or they chickened out. I don't know. So it was like a dot, and then so they went and put like more dots to like symbolize different people in their lives. It was something like that. I don't even remember it exactly, but it was pretty funny. It was. It actually was. It actually didn't turn out like bad. bad. It, it was actually kind of cool, but it was just funny. But because like the reason that they did it was because they like got scared. So they're like, I was going to do this, and then I decided, eh, I'll just put a bunch of dots. <laughs> that was pretty funny. but yeah. Oh, imagine. Dude, you'd be like, okay, never mind, never mind. <laughs> yeah, okay, but just use a dot there, you know? How big was the dot? I mean, it, it looks like a, a small mole, like a mole. Then just leave it. Well, they got different ones in different colors. Oh. It was, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like brown. Yeah, they were different colors. I mean, just but. leave it there. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, what? Someone's going to be like, is that a dot? No, no one's going to really see it. Unless you're like, had different colored dots going down your arm. But, yeah. I mean, I guess if you came there to get a tattoo, I'd be like, okay, I'm getting one, I guess. I don't, I don't understand the appeal, but I don't care if someone would make me do it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. My best friend has a tattoo. I think her and her mom have matching tattoos. Who? Maybe. Whose friend? My best friend. She has like an anchor, I think, on her ankle. An ankle anchor on her ankle, I think. I don't know what it's Whoa. I don't remember what it's for though. I don't it might just because she likes anchors, I'm not sure. <laughs> she like anchors. That sounds that's, really that's, stupid. That, that, that does sound that I'm stupid. saying it. I mean no offense to her if that is the reason, but it that made it sound dumb. <laughs> She's like listening. Or she just likes anchors. But, I mean, you could just like anchors. It doesn't we matter. Get, we could get one that says, subscribe to Jugwood Podcast on our back. Gigantic. <laughs> Guys, instead of t-shirts, what we're actually going to do is we're going to send you we tattoos. Have, we have this that says, subscribe to Jugwood Podcast. That way when you're working out. Subscribe. <laughs> okay. Next for Drunk Time is another viewer's voice. What? So, this viewer's voice is from... Tahar, who brought an interesting perspective, I thought, so I thought that I would choose this one for the viewer's voice today. He says, we saw a different monk. Usually he is less concerned and considerate about other people. This time he acted more selflessly. I thought that was true. true. Usually we see him treating others not being socially aware. 
He doesn't treat his assistants the best. If something messes with him and his flow of how things go, we see him being selfish quite a bit. So I, I thought that was a really good perspective on that. Yeah. And I did honestly didn't even think about it. I, I mean, I did put in my likes, you know, that he showed empathy, but I didn't think of it as how, the, how he put it, how they usually show him pretty selfish. Yeah. And then this time he was actually very concerned about another person and taking care of them. So more th- more so than just like, oh, he's being empathetic. Mm-hmm. That the writers actually chose to go in that direction and show him that way. So Makes sense, yeah. And speaking of, uh, this, this episode had a bonus feature, <gasps> right? So it had a little video commentary. So they talked to writer Sal Savo, who wrote the episode, and he explained the order of how they wrote it. So first, the original idea was that Someone that Monk had put away would be released on DNA evidence. So that was the original idea. Then they decided, well, Monk can't be wrong because Uh that's just wrong. So then they came up with the idea of him having an accomplice. And then the part that I found interesting that relates to the viewer's voice is that he explained how they could have made Monk angry about this and more focused on the case itself. But they decided that it would be true to Monk's character to feel bad for Max because he really is a nice guy. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting that our viewer's voice and the writer's voice were kind of on the same page. Yeah, So I thought that was interesting. So That did make sense. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for your viewer's voice. We appreciate it. And now on to our next segment. Plot holes. Okay, uh, welcome back to plot holes where Candace is, this is Candace's favorite. Okay. <laughs> okay, my first plot hole. He wouldn't be released more immediately after he is exonerated. They're like, he'll be released by the end of the week. I mean, is it Monday or is it like Thursday mm-hmm. when they're having this conversation? Yeah. Because if it was me, I'd be like, wait, you decided that I'm innocent, but you're going to wait like five days to let me out? Yeah. Net. This is a really good one. I'm actually very proud of this one. Okay. The lady who has photographic memory didn't mention that on the trial. Monk is like, oh, you have photographic memory? Like, yeah, you should know that. You should know that. Why didn't she mention that at all? Yep. Because it was like a shock, like, oh, wait, then you're not wrong. Like, no, dip, she's not wrong. You should have asked her that. She should have told you that. Right? Yep. And she would have also said on the stand that Max had his hands in his pockets. Mm -hmm. And the clue that Monk put together was that, well, if he had his hands in his pockets, then who had the blowtorch they used to open the safe? That means he had an accomplice. And you're telling me that that Sarah McNally wouldn't have said on the stand with her photographic memory. That didn't come across anyone's mind? One of those two things would. The fact that she has a photographic memory... Or that he had his hands in his pockets. Mm-hmm. At least one of those things would have come up in that trial. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. And I like the writing for this episode, but that's just lazy. And we had some viewers' voice submissions that mentioned that. Really? Mm-hmm. How would they have not put together that it was an accomplice is what they said. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? That literally makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you have more? I do. Okay. I have one more, so... As great as it was to see that Monk did care about the guy so much and cared about his mistake, I actually think that it was 
more out of character that he didn't care about the case. Not 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 that Monk isn't a good guy. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. But that he, his first instinct was to go, oh my gosh, I feel I'm so bad. Sorry. Instead of wait a second, no way. How was I wrong? Yeah. Like, what was I wrong about? Yeah, mine right? goes hand in hand with that. Monk should be depressed. He was depressed last episode. He should be depressed about this episode. Thank you. Yep. I made a guy go to prison for 14 years mm-hmm. instead of someone I know is successful in life. Exactly. Where's the connect? There's the, It's a little... Mm, yeah. It makes yep. no sense. That's that's true. I My two are literally just lazy writing, honestly. Like... Yeah, and I don't did I, I did I not put that in there? I think I might have honestly. I think I put it a little bit later, but I agree with you about the accomplice. I that's what I thought was lazy uh-huh. was the accomplice part. That well, wouldn't have would that, wouldn't that be your first guess that yeah. somebody else did it? Which kind of it kind of ties into my another plot hole, but is more of just a question. I wonder how much evidence you have to have to be exonerated, because to me. Again, it's like people get overturned DNA evidence all the time every day. And that's not to say that those people aren't innocent. But what if somebody else was at the scene? Yeah. That's the point. What if somebody else was there? What if, you know what I mean? Like, unless it's, unless you have it implicitly, you know, or explicitly stated, it is impossible. Only one person could have done it for this reason. You know what I mean? Some type of like... There was only room for one person to fit in this room, so there's no way there was two people. And if it wasn't you, it was him, right? Yeah. So. That makes sense, yeah. And my last one I put, everyone gaps when he's in the church, and he's like, this man's been living. He's like, I'm going to say it. He's been living in hell. That's right. And they're like, (gasps) oh. And I'm like, isn't that like the only place you can say that? No, like, no. Without- oh, he should. That's what. That's what this. Is. He says, he's been living in. I'm gonna say it. Hell, it ever goes. <gasps> <laughs> so funny. I was like, isn't that like the only place you can say? Yeah. He's been living in hell, like in it not prison. Be yeah. and well, I, I mean, like in church. Yeah. To say like hell is like a proper. You know what I mean? Like we talk about hell in church. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's kind of a bad word. But you can actually say it in church. Yeah. And everyone's like acting like they've never heard that word before. <laughs> like. <gasps> um, another thing about the whole like monk not understanding the whole like putting it together that he had his hands in his pockets where it was the blowtorch and also, uh, you know, that she had a photographic memory. He was on his A game back then. They tell us that he was on his A game when Trudy was alive. And that was 15 years ago. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he's... Worse now than he was before. So then how was he... I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Makes no sense. Yeah. Is that all you had? That is all I had. Okay. Next segment. (coughs) How crazy was Monk this episode? Plus crazy moments. Okay, I only have one crazy moment. So you can just go through as fast as possible, Candace. All right, I have... Oh, wait, out of ten what? Here you go. What is yours? Um... I'm going to put, out of 10, it wasn't me t-shirts. That's good. Okay, out of 10, stabbing monk tattoos. Yeah. That one's good, actually. Yeah. Okay, you just rapid fire, lightning round, Candace. Okay, here we go. He wants Dr. K to go to the prison to give him the note. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or Natalie. Yes. What is he... What does he say? Why haven't I thought of this before or something? Yeah. And then he's like, you can't ask Natalie either. 
It's like, dang it. <laughs> it's so funny. He has always been against stomping on hands. Uh-huh. Because the guy has his fingers broken. It's like, got my hands stomped on. He's like, I've always been against <laughs> stomping on hands. He can feel the tattoo knife between his eyes. Mm-hmm. He thinks Natalie should date Max or just make out with him. And then he considers doing it himself. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then she, uh, he's going to co-sign for Max on some... Oh, like loan or loan or something. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh, what, what? Yeah. No. And then, of course, he breaks up Sherry's wedding. Mm-hmm. Twice. Twice. Um, the only thing I had was the, the, the goes to prison. Dr. Coger wants to go to prison for him. Because I was writing down all my likes. I had like 20 likes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I understand. All right. So out of 10 stabbing monk tattoos, what are you going to rate monk this episode? A. General, please. Brrr, two out of 10. Okay. Out of 10, it wasn't me t-shirts. I am going to give him a three. A three out of ten, really? Yep. He wasn't... Everything that he did that was crazy was out of his remorse for putting someone away for, you know, over a decade. Yeah. So it's like, can you fault him for mm-hmm. being, you know... Again, yeah. a normal person probably would have left it alone, but Monk's also obsessive. And so uh, his... But it, it came from a remorseful place, not from a crazy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That is all. Rate this episode. Okay, Candace, what would you rate this episode and why? For sure, not a favorite of mine. Yeah. Monk, being wrong is no fun. Mm-hmm. Max, way too unlikable. This one wasn't super funny or super entertaining, I thought. I did like the belt clue. thought that was good. Yeah. That he saw the belt with the extra hole. I thought the accomplice thing was just aight. Not, I didn't think it was, you know, the best. Meh. I feel like the only redeeming qualities are Monk's selflessness. And then, of course, that his perfect streak stayed intact. Yes. So I'm giving this one a 10.55. 5.5? Jeez. Okay. Guess not every episode deserves a 10, Candace. Golly. I said 10.55. I guess, but still. Okay. So you said that you didn't like, you know, him being wrong. I actually thought this was a great idea for an episode. The wrong guy, you know, like that's good. It's a great idea for an episode. I really just have to hand it to the writers on that one. But they completely screwed the pooch. I'm gonna say it. They I would that I mean, it was just a little off. I feel like, I mean, I like how it was gory because it, like, raises the stakes of it. I don't know. It just wasn't, Max wasn't, like, trying to, like, stop anything. He, like, just murdered the dude with his belt and didn't, like, try to cover it up at all. He's like, oh, this is his belt. Well, obviously it's his belt because he didn't try to. (sighs) Maybe if they had either one of two things. If they had either made Max better looking Mm -hmm. and more, you know, like a more suave type of guy, then it would have been more shocking, maybe. 
Like if it, you know what I mean? If more shocking that he did those things like, oh my gosh, like I actually thought that he was wrongly convicted, but it's like they almost cast him too well for being the murderer. Yeah. And again, we're not writers. We don't know. But come up with something besides something more. Oh my gosh! For the uh, the the clue, like yeah. the accomplice thing. Uh-huh. I think it was one or the other. You made you made the guy too predictable that he was in fact a murderer, mm-hmm. or like okay, he was a murderer. That's fine. We we kind of knew that. But then at the end, the reason that he and like you said that he tr- he he's not trying. He's not trying to even manipulate Monk. He's just trying to yeah. push Monk away. Uh-huh. So if they had put any type of, you get that guy, to me that was that was the twinge that they should have kept with, look, he wants you to solve the case, uh-huh. even though he's he's manipulating you into making you think, yeah, I'm not the I'm not the guy, go get him, you know. Instead, he just gives up. I don't know. He didn't. Tr- yeah. Yeah. If he would have kept monk, like, what if he did like a house situation where he kind of like. Mm-hmm. Was like, oh, we're kind of friendly with him and manipulated him a little bit, and I mean, it would have hurt the audience a little bit more if he was betrayed again in that way. But then he would have, you know, I don't know. I I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. What was his name? Sal Savo. It was a great idea to make Monk wrong. A mm-hmm. very good premise. But I think the last half of the episode, the how how it was done. Yeah, it was like predictable yeah it wasn't a good monk gotcha like oh i never would have thought of that yeah i would have thought of that yeah yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh candace do you want to say anything i would just like to say that um highly recommend the recipe oh yeah joanna gans she has two cookbooks out but i've only made stuff out of the first one Mm -hmm. but everything is absolutely exquisite Exquisite. Exquisite. Exquisite in that book. Mm-hmm. We've made multiple recipes yeah. together, right? How, can you think of any that you liked? Fate. Oh, we made some fate. Mm-hmm. That's a Lebanese dish. We made some uh, chicken fettuccine alfredo. Ooh, the, um, what is it called? The meat. The drip jam? No, the meat. Oh, the drip jam. We made burgers with, like, jalapeno drip, drip jam. jam. And then there was also. Bacon drip jam. The, um, what's it called one? Oh, there, there was also the biscuits and gravy, and... Oh, we haven't made that one yet, but we did go to the restaurant yeah. and tried it. We went to Magnolia, which is, you know, the restaurant based off the cookbook. Yeah. The live action off the book, <laughs> if you will. But it was amazing. And... The BLTs? The BLTs? Oh. Um, BLTs, oh my gosh. I can't even... We've probably spent like 12 hours. More than 12 hours. Cooking? Cooking. Oh, yeah. We've spent tons... What we've made like a sour cream cake. We've yeah. made queso. We've made enchiladas. What about the? It was like we made bow tie Asian, pasta. Like an Asian oh, dish with bulgogi. The, bulgogi. Bulgogi. Oh, that stuff was amazing. Oh my god! Because we let it like sit in like a a bag or something for like a long. Yeah, time. it marinated, marinated for a long time. Yeah, and it was like perfect. Oh, oh, oh. we also made the pork tenderloin, the mm. raspberry chipotle. But the, what we made the last time, the Beef tenderloin. The beef oh. tenderloin. We ate like kings. Remember we ate like kings? Like kings. Every we made time real li- nice. little rice pilaf. And then we made this huge beef tendy. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah, recommend the cookbook. Yeah. Uh, on the screen now if you're in, on YouTube. The Magnolia Table Cookbook by Joanna Gaines.
Also, subscribe to our show. Also, subscribe. And Noah's podcast, too. And Noah's podcast, too. I mean, podcast. My podcast, yeah. Subscribe to my podcast. (laughs) Subscribe to my podcast, which is this one, because this is my podcast and my podcast only. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Noah Hernandez on YouTube. Submit your viewer's voice and your fan art. Please, we need fan art. The Junk Monk podcast. Actually, we don't need we fan don't, art. We're so, we, don't, we're so, we need more fan art. Lindsay, we're so you know, just kidding. No. We're so ungrateful. We love our pop... What is it called? Popcos? They're called Funkos. Funko Pops. I was like, Popcos? Funko Pops. I knew that. Hush. Stupid. There's like 20 right there. I know. Those are all my Funko Pops. We should have brought them in the frame. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it. That's it. That's our Magnolia uh, plug there. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Toby, for helping us today. Bye, hey, camera. He's aight. He's aight. Um, he actually did pretty good today, I will say. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed. Gush, good, good? Gush night. Gush night. It's, it's almost a gush night for us. It's 728. We will have a gush night if you have a gush night. So, goodbye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.